big decisions, paths followed, choices made. This is Connections, conversations about life and work. I'm your host, Jim Allen. With me today is video producer, children's author, podcaster, Peter Reynolds. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. So you've got a couple different podcasts, and I want to talk about uh, the first one that you did, which is, remind me of the title? Musings and Other Nonsense. Which is a podcast for children. That's right. And it's based on the fact that you wrote two children's books, right? That's the origin of it anyway. Right? Absolutely. And, and the idea was for every children's book you write, there may be 10 or 15 stories, you know, that are too short, you know, right. that are not quite ready. And they just sat in my hard drive, you know, completely uh, seen by no one. And the interesting thing about you is you've now moved on to a second podcast in the name of which is... Prose and Conversations. And it's more of a business podcast, but I figure some people watching this may have considered doing a podcast, mm -hmm. and I thought it would be kind of fun and perhaps uh, instructive to compare notes. And that Absolutely. Sort of thing. So Absolutely. You, being a veteran of two podcasts now, and me with my own fledgling video-only <laughs> podcast... So, uh, you know, I've been I've been doing it a while. I'm aspiring to be you when I grow up. Are you kidding me? This is an incredible <sighs> well, this is, setup. I mean, again, no, no audio. <laughs> this isn't audio. I mean, I've thought about, you know, I could make these audio by just making MP3 files yeah, out of them. Exactly. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm a video, where I come from, My in my head, I'm a video guy, so I want to make videos. So, yeah. Um, where did your interest in, in children's books come from? I assume you were a child at one Yeah. Point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've, uh, you know, I was a child, as you said, I right. do enjoy reading. Um, and I've always been, you know, someone who, you know, enjoys writing poetry and stories and, and these ideas, but it wasn't until my son was born right. that I really started, cause I'll make up stories for him on the fly, you know, bedtime. And it really wasn't until he was born that I started to think to myself, you know, I want to write some stories that are for him, you know, and, right. and, and put some of these stories down. So I had been working on, on various ideas when he asked me one day, he said, and he, I think he was about five or six, and he said, he said, Dad, from the time things are lost till the time they're found, where do they go? And being a budding children's author, I naturally said a magical world that contains all lost things. And that was really the, um, the catalyst for uh, my wife saying, you know what, this needs to be a book. You know, right. this, con this story. So you and, scribbled it down right away. You scribbled that, it down. That's a cool idea. And, uh, uh, and then basically wrote it down showed it to a variety of, of family members to get their reactions, um, and then went on the whole sort of journey of getting it uh, going th uh, to have it published. Another book, Stitches. Uh, so tell me, that's a very different, that's a much, uh, much yeah. more uh, uh, <laughs> longer, much heavier uh, text in it. Yeah, so, so what's interesting is that as my son has aged, my writing has changed because he wants a different story for me to tell him, you know, something that's right. a little bit more 
uh, advanced. So right. I wrote the the story of of Stitches in Time Travel, which is a Christmas story mm-hmm. about a young girl who is staying at her uh, nana's house over Christmas, and her she finds uh, a magical quilt that travels through time, and it's okay. a, and the thing about this quilt is is that it will only take you back within your own family history and she travels back in time and meets her uh, family uh, and gets stuck there now the only problem is she has her mother her grandmother and her great-grandmother to help her but they're only 10 years old as well Uh, I'm actually working on the sequel uh, because it's had such a great um uh, great reaction from people. So we're working on uh, Fabric of Time Travel, which is going to be the sequel coming up. So you <laughs> even had a podcast, Musings and Other Nonsense, yep. uh, which was about children's stories, poems, songs. And they're very short. They're about three or four minutes each. Exactly. Were you trying to promote them? So or? that was, um, so again, it was a bit of a pandemic project. And, you know, every other week, you know, you have a new episode where you read one of your poems. And your son's on it with you? Yeah. So right. we did it. We did it as a project together. So I would uh, read a, uh, write a poem. Sometimes uh, it's appropriate for me to read it. Sometimes it's from the child's perspective. So he would write it. So it's been a, a, a wonderful project. And the response has been incredible. 105 countries. Uh, Which is amazing, in. right? It's, it's amazing. So, and you've done about 36 of them, right? Yeah. And now you have a new podcast, Prose and Conversations. So what's that about? So Prose and Conversations um, evolved out of the video production uh, side. Right. And the idea was, is that when you do video production, as you know very well, you know, you're meeting people, but maybe for an hour, you know, you're not... Yeah. You know, you, you meet these really interesting people from the world of, of business or science or the arts, but you never get a chance to talk to them at any length. Right. And it just always, in the back of my mind, I was thinking to myself, wouldn't it be fun to have a podcast or to have some venue that I could talk with these people that have always interested me? Then I, at the same time, I had joined a networking group the, uh, called the Business Alliance, which is sort of a group of- In Toronto, uh, in your in, neighborhood? In, in Toronto, Toronto, yeah. And it, it's a variety of, of, of different businesses. Um, and we get together to sort of support each other. And we started to talk about entrepreneurship and small business and all the sort of intricacies of it. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be, is there a way that we can sort of combine the two where I, we, I can talk right. to people that I find really interesting, but as opposed to it just being an entertainment show, could we offer value to viewers who are entrepreneurs, small business owners, talking to people who've been there? Right. And, uh, and so that's been, uh, so we've. So you're talking about marketing and sales. I've heard yeah, a couple yeah, of the exactly, first ones. Exactly. So marketing the and sales. Marketing and, and sales like and. Uh, and, business issues and yeah and investment and we're actually just talking to a, a therapist who works with uh, anxiety that'll be uh, useful so yes. I think it'd be very useful <laughs> everyone's got it everyone's got anxiety so I think you're onto something there so, so what have, what have you learned about podcasting along the way like what that you've applied to your new project because everyone's interested in podcasting these days right Ab- absolutely the uh, and it's interesting sometimes it, it bothers me as somebody who's come from the 
you know, has its background in television and whose father was in radio. And, you know, this idea of, of someone does a radio show and puts it on the internet and calls it a podcast. It's like, it's still a radio show. Um, but what have I learned, you asked, uh, to get back to that? Um, you know, it is the number one piece of advice I would give for anybody starting a podcast is consistency. Right. That that is the absolute key. That people get bogged down with things having to be perfect, you know, mm-hmm. with the guests having to be perfect. Um, you know, there's a certain minimum requirement when it comes to the technical side, of course, but it is better to have consistency because that's how you build an audience. And I learned that with the first uh, podcast with Musings and Other Nonsense is that as long as I was coming out every week with an episode, people were waiting. Parents right. were waiting, you know? Right. And that really made a huge difference in terms of building an audience. So- I've got a couple of stats for you. So most, I mean, as you know, there's a billion, okay, that's not a real stat, but a billion <laughs> podcasts, or it seems like it, right? Uh, most people quit after six or seven attempts. Mm-hmm. So there's your, part of your consistency is like, they just stop, right? It's, it's not what they thought it would be, or they don't, they're not getting the reaction. Um, also, if you have just 28 downloads, 28, yeah, that puts you in the top 50% of all podcasts, <laughs> which is nuts. Yep. Which is nuts. So that shows you how many there are. Given those kind of stats, why why do it? Why why do you what's why do you do the podcasts in the first place? Well, you know, I did for for musings. I did the podcast because, you know, unless you have an audience for your writing, you're simply the most famous writer on your hard drive. Right. You know, and in your house, you're in your house, and and you know, the idea was let's get it out there and see, because, you know. I, I write something, my wife looks at it and loves it, my son looks at it and loves it, but is it any good? You know, right. you got to get it out there. And very quickly, of the 35 episodes, I probably identified, you know, half of them that I was getting such an incredible reaction to them. People saying, this was amazing, my son wants to play it every single night Thanks a lot for writing it because it's driving me crazy. So are you writing new stories or poems for each yes, podcast? Yes, every, every episode and is an original. Act, you're yeah. acting it out? Yeah, each one okay. is an original uh, poem or song. Um, and then the pros and conversations, the, um, that, you know, and you ask, you ask why, why do I do it? And I think that there's probably, you know, twofold. You know, one is, you know, when they talk about promoting... Uh, with For the Record Productions and myself, you know, sort of promoting your brand and and marketing yourself, people will talk about do a blog, okay? I have tried and failed to do blogs. Yeah. They don't work for me. They say do a newsletter. I know I'm not going to do a newsletter. The uh, just, I've tried, it's not going to work. So how do I, you know, get my name out there? You know, get, get, you know, with, without hitting people over the head with, you know, I'm, I'm looking for your business. How do I, I reach out to more people, uh, raise my profile, raise the company's profile. And this seemed like the perfect marriage because it's something I love doing. 
you're one of the rare people that have actually, you're now on your second whole podcast uh, project. And I'm on my first, it's a video only podcast, but I thought we could kind of, it might be kind of fun to compare notes and, and that Absolutely. Sort of so now that I've been at it a while, I've identified <laughs> five parts to the process, my process. Yeah. So this is where I, uh, you feel free to disagree with me. I'm ready. Okay. Um, and 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 because your process is very different because you, you do different something different slightly different right so five areas uh, first area I I'm calling the producing so it's mm -hmm. almost like pre production so I, I have to who am I going to interview I come up with an idea there's Peter uh, he's got a children's book I let me need to talk to Peter mm -hmm. about the business behind so but uh, um, so it's the searching for and the booking of guests. Yeah, which is hard because not everyone wants, wants to do it, and it takes a lot of time. It feels like I'm dating. Uh, I'm people not <laughs> replying to my emails or whatever, and uh, there's some ghosting. Like people just don't want to do it. How how is it for you on your new podcast? You've taken a different approach. Yeah. You've you've got a co-host, so you don't need to worry necessarily about booking guests. You've for the first few, anyway, you've got a co-host. Is that a permanent co-host, or how's yeah, that? Yeah, so anything? I brought. Um, so it's interesting because you're right. Uh, for the musings and other nonsense, I write it myself. There's no guests, so the and people have actually offered to come on and read their stories, and I've actually shied away from that. I wanted to keep it just the stories that I was writing. So you're right. I don't have to deal with that. With pros and conversations. Um, yeah, so Damon is, uh, Damon Adachi is his name. He's a marketing consultant. And we met through the uh, Business Alliance. We met through the marketing, right. uh, through the networking group. And because the work of the podcast was, was dealing with entrepreneurs and small business, it seemed like a natural marriage. And really, initially, he was going to come on for maybe just a few episodes, you know, to talk about right. marketing um, and his sort of area. But as sometimes the magic happens, it there was a we had a real great rapport, and it was nice when we would talk to a guest that I would come at it from one angle, he would come at it from another, and we seemed to be able to draw more um, out of the uh, out of our guests. And so so far, it's been a been a happy marriage uh, of, of that. But you're hundred percent right. Um, I've been kind of lucky in that the guests that I've been getting sort of the, sometimes the next guest evolves out of the first one. So we'll right. talk to somebody and we'll have a great opportunity. And then we'll say, do you know anybody? Right. You know, and they'll say, Oh gosh, you have to speak to so-and-so. Yeah. So that's been kind of how we've been tackling at least that first challenge. Right. And I mean, uh, are you, I mean, I get a sense that you're interviewed. Is it, is it, what's his name? Damon? Damon. Yeah. Damon. You're, you're interviewing him. So he's kind of responsible for bringing the, the content is he so in this he, particular case? So in the case of the so what we did was you're a host and he that's how I kind of perceive yeah, it. You're so, a host so, and he's bringing the content. So that? what happened was is that in the um, so the first episode, I interviewed Damon about marketing. Okay, right. so it was he was on as the marketing expert to talk about the difference between marketing and branding and sales. You know when it came to small business. And entrepreneurship. So that was the that was really sort of the first episode. Then we interviewed uh, the next person. We interviewed was about automation and bringing technology into your small business. But 
there's an element of, you know, of branding and marketing in that sort of process. And I thought to myself, well, let's bring Damon on as a co-host, you know, so that he can kind of bring that perspective. So then he fell into the co-host role. And right. that's where he's sort of been for the last, um, we've recorded 10 episodes so far, three wow. have aired. Wow. Um, and, uh, and that's where he's sort of fallen in where I'll come at it often from, uh, you know, sort of like the video production, you know, from the promotion side, you know, and then he'll come at it, you know, with, you know, how is this impacting branding? How is this impacting your marketing strategy? Right. Um, and so it, it's been a, it's been a real um, uh, fun experience. Not, and I'll say this about your previous question when it comes to creating a podcast, you know, not having too many rigid expectations, you know, allowing things to evolve in your podcast. And that's what we're trying to do with with pros and conversations is kind of see how it goes, you know, and, and maybe, right. maybe 20 episodes in, we look back and see how many, what, what subject was popular and then we can narrow the focus. Right. You know? Right. Um, so I'm committed to these five points. Um, number three. I'm only on number two. <laughs> so okay. the number two for me, again, there's producing, which is like booking the guest, right? right? Which I feels like producing to me. That's why I call it producing. It's like not my favorite part of the process. Yeah. Then when I book someone, I, I do research. I want it to be prepared for these for these interviews. And sometimes I have a couple weeks uh, notice. So I'll try to think of question, like I'll, I'll try to do minimal Google kind of research. Sometimes people have written a, a book, mm -hmm. like uh, our, our mutual acquaintance, Aggie Gabor. And um, that that's a lot of preparation, frankly, yeah. because um, you gotta read a book. And there's a certain responsibility I find Two, so that's research, coming up with questions like what's the story, right? So that's that's again just me. Three is is the interview itself. So that's basically what we're doing now. So I really wanted to do it. I, I wanted to again put my middle finger up at the whole pandemic thing. <laughs> I really missed again, as I said, interviewing, but in person. I want to do them in person. You've you're you're continuing to do them via some sort of a Zoomish thing, right? Exactly, exactly. So what's your what's your thinking on doing your current podcast just yeah, as a Zoom yeah. thing? It's easy, I guess. You guys don't need to be in the same place. Um, so this is an interesting story because my podcast, uh, uh, Pros and Conversations, really evolved from work. So I take you back to March two thousand twenty. And video production, my my production, everything dropped to zero. Yeah. There was nothing. And nobody was, not only were people not coming into work, you know. No events, no No nothing. events, right. no nothing. And the, uh, and people were kind of just, you know, sort of holding in a holding pattern. But I realized sort of early on that they still needed to communicate with their, uh, with their staff, with their customers, uh, with their clients in the community. So I started to reach out and say, um, why don't we record people remotely? Okay. And, you know, either we can record them on their cell phones. Okay. And then they can transfer the file to me. The, uh, and that was kind of a little bit of the start. We tried that and they say, Hey, let's, 
move to Zoom, okay, and see if I can record you on Zoom. And very quickly, uh, thank goodness, my clients totally got on board with the idea of remote recording. And it started with their executive directors just talking to their staff. Here are our COVID protocols. Here's what we're doing. That changed into actually uh, programs and training and, and uh, that they would want to reach out to their membership and say, so it has evolved in the last two years to where, you know, 80% of the work that I'm doing is recording everything uh, via the, I use a, a program called Riverside FM, which is similar to Zoom. Um, and it's been wonderful because not only are we, are they able to turn things around very quickly, but they're able to get experts and people from all across the country. The world, yeah. So there's no travel. Well, the technology is amazing. There's no, yeah. there's no doubt about it. And, and perhaps there's no going back, yeah. but there is. And that got me thinking, you know, yeah. it's like if, if, you know, it's a lot easier to call somebody up and say, yeah. I need half hour of your time. than I need a half day of your time to come in and record. And do I eventually want, you know, a setup like this? Of course, of course. Well, I, I may never amazing. go back to it because like, yeah. uh, there's something about in-person interviews because imperceptibly I, we're picking up each other's cues or mm -hmm. subtle little, I can make little comments. You can make little comments. It's where uh, it's just different. And I, I did miss it. Some of the early people, uh, my early interview subjects uh, that were on the show, as I said to you yesterday, it, this is my first <laughs> out of the out of the house. This is my first meeting in person, and and, and it was very, very uh, you know electric almost like absolutely. There, and there is, I find also in live person to person, there is sometimes there's a real chemistry because there's a show. It feels like a show. Yeah. So there's some adrenaline. You hit start. <laughs> and so um, I think some of the interviews are better in person than they would have been in that kind of disconnected. A hundred percent. Even though it works. Yeah. It's, it's one of those weird things. And I just wonder what the future is unknown and unwritten, yeah. I suppose. Are we I don't think we're ever going to go back. Will there know? be a third person here that's just a monitor you know yeah i mean and, you could talk to someone anywhere in the world right absolutely like the live streaming community that there's people i follow people in you know sweden and portland oregon yeah. oregon they're all over the place and the quality is so good and the internet is so fast and the cameras and the sound it's amazing it's yeah. amazing it's just uh I guess I'm just a dinosaur, so I want to. No, it's you know what it, it's exciting, and I think that uh, I think it's definitely going to be some sort of a hybrid model. I think that the, you know, the, the challenge is is I think you're 100 percent right that there is something intangible about interviewing somebody in person. Uh, that that can enrich the quality of the interview. But I think ultimately that's going to be overshadowed by the convenience. Yes. And it also depends on the type of interview. So I've done some that are uh, very personal and, and at times very sensitive and emotional, right? And I think sometimes on the phone you lose, you lose that because like there's, you know, let this person breathe and just mm -hmm. – 
get it get it all out kind of thing and some of that is like a personal mm -hmm. it's the personal in the same space anyway it's uh it's exciting mm. uh, there's no doubt about it i'm not can you get empathy across zoom i mean i think i think people's voices are a little different too like they're projecting maybe and it's a little i just just maybe it's just five percent you know mm -hmm. maybe it's mm -hmm. just that five percent shaved off the top maybe you would have had a a different interview again it depends on the subject matter so if you're talking about marketing and it's a it's a bullet point yeah if it's a powerpoint <laughs> chart you're reading maybe that's all, all you need so step number four of five for me is editing so mm -hmm. i can't help myself like i will edit this <laughs> but it allows me some freedom in the interview just let's just talk yeah and then i'll go back later and do some editing a lot of podcasters We'll talk for an hour, hour and a half, um, or longer sometimes. Like a Joe Rogan might talk for three hours, yeah. um, for better or for worse, right? Um, I don't know. What do you think about it? Like it's post-production. So yeah. I can't I, resist though, right? No. Like you, fixing things. I, I, I have to, I struggle. I struggle with it. One of the the challenges is, is as you that, said it doesn't need to be perfect though but no, but it, editing make sends you in that direction right no it doesn't need to be perfect but yeah it's very it's very challenging i actually find the video podcast when you have a video uh when you create the video and the audio comes from the video it's much easier because when you are editing audio only you want to take out every um, every awe. Ah. Yes. You because you hear it, I've and done that. and the audience doesn't necessarily hear it, but I hear every um, every ah, every you know, and I want to <laughs> and I want to lift it. I'll give you two examples. So I'm not used to being on camera. So this is I'm getting used to it. But but one one interview I did, and and I'm just doing a lot of listening. But I'm filling in, filling you know, you filling in all those gaps. So I kept saying right. So you're talking. I'm just going right, right. Mm -hmm. And I, and I didn't hear it until maybe the third time through. And I go, <laughs> then I couldn't unhear it. So I went through and I cut out, like because I'm not always on camera. So it's I can. So I cut out like sixty times where I said right. And there's another one with a gentleman. He had a bit of a, a wet nose. So he was before he talked. He sniff in yeah and as soon as i heard it i didn't hear it live yeah didn't notice it live <laughs> but i and as soon as i heard i then i so i went through and cut out like 60 sniffs yeah because i think somebody I, you know it's one of those things i can't not fix it yeah but you're right podcasting part of the 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 genius of podcasting is it doesn't need to be perfect it doesn't need to be scripted necessarily no if and the content is good if the content is compelling, your audience will forgive a lot. Right. And that, you just said, right, you see, and I, I probably because said you, you. there was a pause, <laughs> and I didn't know what to do, so I filled the pause. I couldn't wait for you to finish your sentence. Well, I feel what... what, what I feel a lot more confident now in this in this production because I know oh. whatever I say, you're going to clean it up. No, well, it'll be it's more whatever I I'm going to clean up whatever. Could you drop my voice by maybe well, just an some octave? of those long so well, you have great pipes, but uh, <laughs> some of those long soliloquies I made, they'll be just I routinely cut them out, and I know it while, while I'm doing it. But uh, so again, these are this is my own list, and then step five. So there's one is producing research, the interview itself, editing. 
Step five to me in my is like the publishing of it, mm -hmm. the dis dissemination of it. Maybe that's marketing, getting the word out. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it, it's kind of uh, uh, for me, it's a sort of you know you you get that same I don't know dopamine hit when you hit kind of send or publish. So it's out there. Mm -hmm. It's kind of neat. Then do people are uh, what what do you do to you know get the word out marketing? I, I see you posting a lot uh, when you, you just started the new podcast. Yeah. So, I, and I follow you. I follow your company, but I also follow you personally on a couple of different things. So I was seeing your, so it worked. I know you've got a, I've yeah, got a yeah. new podcast. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it definitely, I mean, that's that's probably, you know, the, the actual marketing, you know, of really any creative endeavor in some cases is like 80% of the work. You know, when I think of the books that, I, that yeah. I've written, you know, that's like 5% right. of the work that I've put in. And then it's the daily grind of letting people know and getting it out there and, you know, trying to look for opportunities to promote it. Same thing with the podcast. You know, once the podcast is done, then the work really starts. And, you know, for example, something that I've done, which I think you do as well, is I will take short sections yeah. and then post those on social right. media, one minute, two minute sections. You can go into social media, Facebook as an example, and join Facebook groups that can benefit. So I'm on maybe 10 or 15 small business entrepreneur groups. And so what I end up doing is I will find a, a clip from a podcast episode that I think is beneficial and I'll post it. Yeah. If you just go on and start saying, hey, listen to my podcast, your post is either going to be taken down or it's white noise. But if you can... If you in, in promoting your podcast, if you can focus on how can I help that group, that person like adding value. Right? Adding value. To then somebody. a natural, hopefully, a natural um, benefit of that is that they will subscribe to your podcast. And how about like just hashtags and things like that? Do you you think yeah, about hashtags those? absolutely? I mean, there are you know, Instagram uh, is probably and Twitter, and, it, it, yeah, it, it, it works. It, it, it does work. It and does you can work. at people too, right? Yeah. If it's a certain organization, like a subject matter, a hundred percent. You can try anyway, and maybe they'll retweet you, uh, or like you know, that's what that's sort of what was my kind of strategy with with certainly with LinkedIn. If so, uh, I do an interview with you, and I'm hoping that you will like it. Therefore, your entire network will 100%, see it. Hundred percent. And so. So, you know, for people watching out there, you know, liking a video is a huge gift, in my opinion, because <laughs> let's say five people like it, that's five networks. There's, I've, I've been disseminated to five yeah. people's networks and, and sharing. sometimes more. Not sharing, liking, yeah. But sharing. Yeah, there's different ways yeah. of doing yeah. it. Or, yeah, you make your own post and share. I was just on, did this video with Jim and look at this. And so, yeah, and that happens to various degrees. And it's fascinating to watch how things behave so uh, across the yeah. different platforms so you said earlier about you know if you get 26 did you say 20 if you get 28 downloads 28 you're downloads. in the top 50% of all uh, and i remember podcasts. when we started the first podcast and it it there was two day, uh, on two days it hit 100 and it was like this amazing i mean you talk about a dopamine hit right um 
And I had read somewhere that, you know, when you're looking at podcast numbers and you see a number like 50 or a number like 100, just imagine 50 people in a room. Yeah. And how many people that is, or 100 people in a room. Because people will look at that number. That's why a lot of podcasts, uh, you know, they, they do seven or eight. They only have 100 downloads. They're disappointed and they end it. To have 100 people who are listening to your podcast, that's a big deal. If, 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 you, if you, you know, said, I'm going to be speaking about this subject and you went to a hall and 100 people showed up, <laughs> That's a big deal. Well, and and it's also the when it comes to like let's say LinkedIn, which was my original idea, was it's it's the quality of those people, mm-hmm. right? So it's a it's a real these are in theory business associates or people that are connected to me in some sometimes loose way, mm-hmm. but and that's why I kind of called it connections because it's sort of it's almost like that six degrees of separation yeah. kind of thing is like. So, and that's happened a few times. Like some, I, I just want to do interesting conversations, right? That, and and so I've done some that are more viewed than others. And sometimes, boy, that's a really interesting conversation, but less people watch it. But and I've started to kind of repost a couple of the older ones because, boy, that okay, it's not for everyone. It's not a business topic mm-hmm. exactly, but. One of the and I started reposting some of the older ones. I'm not really I don't want to be annoying and and post 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 post. <laughs> but for instance, we went to Aggie Gabor's uh, book launch. That's where I saw you a month or two ago. And but that day, almost before I left, I go. I did this interview six months ago, and she was talking about her new book. But it's just coming out now. So I just light bulb. Like you know, it's the first time I'd ever thought even thought of reposting. Mm-hmm. In honor of Aggie's book launch tonight, here's here's the video again, and I got a lot of views again. Absolutely, and I got and then so the light bulb goes. Well, maybe I should. The point is, not everyone's online all the time. Absolutely, and in LinkedIn in particular, some people go. Some people are on LinkedIn once or twice a day. Yeah, some people it's once a week. My wife might go there. She's got a job. Yeah, she might go once every six months. So people do sort of show up once a month. And something that I posted a month mm-hmm. ago, they're just discovering it for the first time. So it is very unusual in that way. So Well, and remember that the algorithm, Facebook is particularly bad, yeah. but it will only show your post to maybe 20% right. of your... So you need to... In, if you have, you know, a thousand followers on LinkedIn or, you know, a thousand connections on LinkedIn... You can be publishing something for months and people have never heard of it yeah. because they don't see it. Yeah. Let me give you a, a, a tip, something to for you to try. So you talked about the value of you do an interview with me, I share it to my network, you get that network. Um, how many episodes have you done so far? Uh, it, hard to say. I've done about 20, you're probably my 22nd interview, but they that turns into like 40 or 50 videos because there's little versions. Yeah, of course. Right? So, versions. so here's something I'm going to do with pros and conversations. Perhaps you can do it. We'll compare notes. And sure. that is do a, like an end of year special. Do a series of specials mm-hmm. where you have, you know, a half hour episode, but it includes 10 different interviews. Yeah. Um, so it can be, it could be something on podcasting. It could be something on, but a specific topic that everyone's touched on. 
the great thing is, is that then you can go back to everybody, those 10 people, yeah. and say, can you share this on your networks? Yeah. And, you know, if you're, if you're doing 12 episodes in a year, you know, or 24 episodes in a year, but four of those episodes are, you know, like they used to do, you know, in... Uh, in television, you know, they do a, a best of, yeah. you know. I just did a highlight reel. That oh, perfect. You, you yeah, just yeah. missed because you were one one guest after the highlight reel. But I just, I just, you know, everyone's quoted out of context. It's yeah. more like the sound bites, sound bites. Yeah. And, but if you can, and, uh, I'm, I'm going to try that's that. It's more promotional, because, right? Because I've noticed that, for example, we've been interviewing all these great entrepreneurs and we've interviewed a lot of, of women, you know. And so I want to do an episode closer to the end of the year about... Uh, about women in entrepreneurship and and women small business leaders, and I'm going to use quotes yeah. from from all the different interviews yeah. and reach out to them so that you know marketing it's it's a game it's a dance you yeah. know it's as you said you don't want to be annoying yet you still need to get it out there yeah. Yeah. I think it I think you're doing the right thing in the sense of you know you're you're building to, a network I want to start slow you know? too I mean. Uh, it was hard to get people, you know, we're talking pandemic project. It was hard to get people even to come here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually they did. And then once I had two or three to show, finished productions, this is what it looks like. This is what, it, oh, okay. And then it was a little easier for people to come. Peter, thanks for coming. The website for your book is is, stor- is The website for my books are is storiesbypeter.com. And do you have how how do we uh, how do we find your podcasts? So if you go to storiesbypeter.com, the musings and other nonsense podcast is there, or it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Just type right. in musings and other nonsense. Yeah. How and how about for just video production? For video production, uh, you can go to uh, fortherecordproductions.com or videosthatmatter.ca. So thanks for coming out. Appreciate it. Appreciate the time. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute uh, great time. And I'm glad a few false starts, but we got there in the end. We're here. <laughs> no one will know about the false starts. <laughs> but now they will. Because I can't edit that out. Yeah, so we, we should have edited that. I, I, maybe, the, I uh, maybe I will. <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming. Thank Appreciate you for having me. Thanks for listening. If you have a comment or if you want to be on the show, send me an email at connectionsvideopod at gmail.com. And please subscribe.